Hey guys, it's your boy Travis. And it's your man, Travi. And this is TNT Nation. Boom. Alright, so we're going to kick off uh, this with Alabama, who um, won the championship last year. So they are bound to have a good year this year again. Um, they go up against... Well, if you're Alabama, it's not that tough of a schedule, if we're being honest. Um, I think that they have possible losses in um, Auburn being number one and uh, Miss State uh, being number two. But after that, I think they get a clean sweep. Um, so my opinion, I think they are 11-1. and one. What about you, Travis? So I know that uh, Alabama has been undefeated three times under Nick Saban. One in 2008, one in 2009, and once again in 2016. Sadly, as every SEC fan feels, Alabama is scheduled to go at least 11 wins. I see 11 and 1 also. You see 11 and 1? Yes. All right, good deal. So next. Uh... Where do you feel the loss comes at? Uh, Auburn. I think if if they do have a loss, it comes from Auburn. But I think Miss State could um, pull out a shocker. See, I think they have uh, two chances for a shocker. I'm talking less than ten percent here, people. I'm talking less than ten percent for LSU or Mississippi State. Auburn. Auburn has the best chance at beating them. And I'm talking. I don't. I, I don't consider it's a shocker because they beat them last year. And I know Auburn and Alabama typically trades back and forth between win and win. But I could see Auburn, with the talent they have returning, pulling the upset at Tuscaloosa. All right, all right, good deal. So next we're going to move into Georgia. And Georgia's schedule, uh, they have a um, decent schedule. Um, but Georgia had – they're returning a lot of their starting lineup from last year, and they had a hell of a recruiting class. So I see Georgia um, possibly um, – like I said, if they do have a loss, it's 11-1 and one and it's to Auburn. I could see maybe uh, Florida pulling the upset, maybe. Slim, slim, slim chance – of a Florida upset, but other than that, I think that they basically steamroll the competition. Um, yeah, I don't see anyone else that poses a threat to the Georgia schedule. So the most important piece, in my opinion, coming back for Georgia is their sophomore quarterback from, as Travis mentioned earlier, they return a ton of talent. I'm talking probably the most talent in the nation. So, looking at their schedule, I could see six out of their first six wins at LSU could pose a problem, depending on if LSU could find a quarterback and an offensive system. But looking at the remainder of their schedule, the only team that actually shows or gives Auburn, not Auburn, excuse me, Georgia, the issue is Auburn. And that's because they're returning the coach, the quarterback. They're returning a ton of talent. If this team messes up, 
minus a fluke away game for LSU, it's going to be at Auburn. Well, Travis, you're putting a lot of confidence in the LSU fluke games. Alabama and Georgia, the number one and two teams. I will speak more about what I feel about how I feel about LSU in the upcoming segments in this podcast. But I just know that the Bayou Bengals are good for one away upset. All right, all right, I got you. So next, we're going to move on to Auburn, and uh, Auburn has a uh, a good schedule. They've got a. Uh, a strong schedule, uh, especially late schedule when they face A&M, Georgia, Alabama, um, Ole Miss, uh, Miss State halfway through. Um, so Auburn's got a tough road. Um, it's hard because they face so many um, tough teams and so many uh, game-changing teams um, that, I mean – this is a really good team that could still go nine and three or nine. You know what I'm saying? It's it's uh, it's hard because it's an amazing team, but they do have a, a hard schedule. So, what do you think? I mean, honestly, I could see. Uh, I mean, th- this team can go either nine and three or ten and two. But I'm going to give an honest opinion. I think they're beating Washington. Washington, the first game of the season. I think Washington's not prepared for this Auburn team. Uh, the third week is could be a tough matchup against LSU if LSU shows good against against Miami. Now, once I look at the remaining schedule, this team, I mean, there's too many big away games. You have at Mississippi State, you have at Georgia, at Alabama. I think this team finishes ten and two. I think you could see an upset. Not an upset. I think you could see Georgia beating Auburn, depending on how well Jordan Stidham plays. Alabama's a toss-up, dude. That's 50-50. Like, that depends on which which team really wants that win. And I'm saying 5% chance LSU takes that win. Yes, I seem like I'm favoring LSU here because I am an LSU fan and I know how they play in rivalry games. But if I'm being honest, they beat LSU probably by 14 or more points. And they lose to Alabama and they lose to Georgia. Or maybe they just lose to one of them. I see 10 wins though. All right, so 10 wins. That's fair enough. So next we're going to move on to Miss State, which I think is the – the dark horse of the West, um, they have brand new coach, but he's a he's a good coach. He's a proven coach. Um, he's uh, he's got it going on for him. Um, they do have tough games, uh, you know, as far as Florida goes, A um, and M, Alabama, Ole Miss. A few of those that I mentioned, you know, the the Ole Miss, the the A and M. Those are. Uh, Games that can go either way. Predictions. So uh, I think Mississippi State could also be a dark horse candidate. Uh, looking at their schedule, I think they could easily go five and one or four and two within their first six games. Those two losses or one to two losses could come at, at or excuse me, Florida or Auburn. Uh, the rest of their schedule though is really tough. I mean LSU, who knows how they're going to be. 
Texas A&M, the same thing. Like, they have a brand-new coach, a brand-new system. At Alabama, is I feel like it's definitely a loss. Then you have Arkansas, then Ole Miss. I mean, the Egg Bowl is one of those rivalry games to where you can't really decide who's going to win because it could be a toss-up giving any year. Looking at their schedule uh, real quick. I see eight wins. I see them going eight and four. All right, all right, all right. Eight and four, and I said nine and three. So um, moving on to Florida. Um, Florida's in a, as a Florida fan, Florida's in a, a predicament this year where we have a brand new coach, but it's a coach that's proven to develop quarterbacks. And um, after we get got rid of the uh, garbage can that was Coach Mack, um, I see us being a good number two contender in the East. Uh, so honestly, I I, I think that Florida is going to have a tough game against Georgia and possibly a tough game against Florida State. Other than that, Miss State will be a toss-up. So I see this team going 9-3, and three, and that is being a little bit um, optimistic, but I, I think it can happen. I think 9-3 and three is very possible with this team. I agree. I think Florida has the potential to go 9-3. and three. Uh, depending on if they slip up once, they could go eight and four, but I think nine and three is a fair assessment. So is that all you have to say? You have anything else to add to Florida? Anything any about their recruits or their or their returning? Um, what uh, what I do want to say is Florida right now is stacked at the QB position. We are almost have too much competition for QB, but I, I do think that Felipe Franks is going to take that position, maybe with uh, Zare as a possible backup. But we'll just have to see what Mullen unloads. You know, week one. If he chooses to unload on week one, you know, against. So I, I don't think that uh, Mullen is going to unload on week one. I think he's going to show a, a, a difference in Zaire and in uh, Felipe Franks because I think he wants to go into the SEC without the SEC knowing which quarterback he wants to play with. Uh, both of them offer something different. I know Zaire is more of a runner, correct? Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. Um. So when it comes down to it, uh, I mean, overall, I think Florida has the potential to grow into this new young head coach. I honestly think this is Florida's redemption, and they After can their terrible year last year. Their, yeah, their redemption from last year. But I feel like every Gators fan can sit back and rejoice for the fact that you guys could possibly have your final, finally have a progressor to the Urban Meyer era, which showed college football one of the most funnest formations, in my opinion, the Gator heavy formation, with having Tim Tebow as the quarterback and having receivers come in motion for the handoff or the flip. That formation started, in my opinion, the spread offense in college football. Yeah, and I just want to um, build, on t- build on top of that for a little bit. Um, Coach Mack, um, year two... I was talking about how Coach Mack was not the answer to Florida, and people were coming for me. They were like, he is, he's doing great, he took us to the SEC championship, but okay, in a very, very, very weak East, yeah, he took you to the championship. Um, And that was also not on his own recruits, that was on uh, Muschamp's recruits, 
recruits, I'm sorry. So um, I was very critical of Coach Mack from the beginning. And then come year three, the very beginning, with all the allegations and, and the losses and, and whatnot. And then, it, it, like, I hate to be the one to be like, I told you so. But, like, I, I told you guys that Coach Mack wasn't the answer. But enough of that. Enough of that. We can we can move on to... Um, I have something to say towards oh, that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I, I, I personally... Being another fan of an SEC school, I like Coach Mack. I know he won with other people's recruits. Um, yeah, but by the time that he was actually given to recruit his own people and what happened like the last few years, like Florida is one of those schools to where you're recruiting top-end talent every year. If you're not, you're in the wrong profession. Florida is one of those mainstream SEC schools. It's obvious he he couldn't get it done there. I'm not saying he can he can't get it done somewhere else, but maybe Florida was too big for him at that moment. Um, I disagree. I, I just, I'm not a, I'm not a Mac fan, I, and that's just that he just he came in and 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 he was a uh, a wolf in sheep clothing, and he was a used car salesman. And, that, and that's how I see it. Now, on to LSU. I want to go ahead and uh, take a moment to talk about LSU's current head coach, which I feel like is um, doing the same thing as uh, Coach Mack did for Florida. I think he's a used car salesman, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Um, I, I don't think he's leading that program anywhere in the right direction. I think they're kind of in the middle of the road, and they're kind of just – taking it bump by bump. Um, I do want to say um, with all of these allegations and, and the QB transfers and, and whatever um, this late in the preseason with games starting in less than two weeks, it's going to be um, a rocky ride, especially week one at Miami for LSU. Um, LSU, I see I'm, I'm stuck between six wins and seven wins. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go for six wins at LSU this year, and, and that's me. Um, be hoping that LSU becomes elite again one day. So I see how you're concerned about uh, Coach Edward Geron. Uh, so obviously, as Travis spoke about his Florida Gators team, I'm gonna speak about my Travi, the other Travis's team, LSU. Uh. Yeah, we have an extremely tough schedule this year. Uh, Drake Charles, who who just got charged for felony battery, could have been in line for a top wide receiver position at LSU. The two quarterbacks he spoke of transferred were the third and fourth string quarterbacks who transferred because they weren't seeing starting time. Hopefully one day or in a different program, they receive starting time. Maybe I, I feel the little Narcisse can be good. Justin McMillan has had two years prior to this and hasn't got it yet. Uh, but looking at the schedule for LSU, in my opinion, one of the toughest in the nations. Uh, I think the uh, first game, and that's going to be very tough. I know the media has it going 65-35 LSU, or excuse me, 65-35 for Miami LSU losing. Um, obviously, that's percentage, not by points. As an LSU fan, I know we're returning one of the best defenses in the nation, 
but we're, we're we are returning a lot of unknowns on the offensive side. We, we're going to have a solid offensive line and a great defensive line. We're going to have a we're going to have an amazing defense overall. But the running backs, the quarterbacks, we don't know for sure yet. Uh, looking at it just based off of the talent we know for sure. I see four losses. I see that being Miami, Auburn. I see that being Georgia and Alabama. Maybe maybe Mississippi State, depending on how well they're playing it come that time. So it could go eight and four or seven and five. If I have to choose, I'm going eight and four. And I'm saying that as Florida will next year improve, LSU will also improve next year, giving more time to grow into a, a what is a very young team. The same for Florida this year. Um, what, I, what I do want to say is um, I, I don't think that LSU's defense is going to be as good as it was last year. Um, and that's my opinion. Um, they did uh, lose, like, I, I want to say, like, nine of their top 13 tacklers. Uh, and to say that they have one of the best defenses in the nation, I don't even think they have one of the best defenses in the SEC. And this is someone who's critical because I care, because I want LSU to um, – take over the Auburn and the Alabama reigns of the West. All the media Um, says they will have one of the top ten defense in the nation. The only issue... Saturday Down South says their projection is worse for 2018 than 2017. The only issue, and and this is my opinion, not Saturday Down South, which we don't have their permission to use their information on this podcast. The only issue I see being with LSU is their depth in the defensive backfield. I'm not saying we're going to go undefeated, but I'm saying that you can see a great defense once again, just like 2012, paired with an below-average offense. And then in 2019, you'll see that offense come into its own because we'll have a returning quarterback, a returning running back, and we'll have the receivers who are either returning or people taking their spots. That's if... If the recruits are done right, but like I said, I'm a very critical uh, and skeptical of Ed Orgeron. Well, I don't like his work thus far. I'm not even talking about recruits. I'm right. talking about the talent on the well, roster. You said you said either or staying or ret- or you know returning or new recruits coming in. What I, what I'm other talent saying, coming in? I'm not talking about recruits. I'm talking about talent below them on the depth chart now. Freshmen's this year, sophomores this year, and we'll see. We can agree to disagree at this point. I'm just, on my end, uh, I don't see a good year for LSU this year. And Ed Orgeron, if he's not on the hot seat, he should be. No, Ed Orgeron is on the hot seat. Ed Orgeron has to win eight to nine games or he's going he's going to be fired. Count like Go ahead and mark that down. Like right now, if you want early predictions for SEC, if Ed Orgeron doesn't win eight games, he's fired. All right. Well, fair enough. We can uh, agree to disagree. So um, we're going to go ahead and and move on to uh, Texas A&M's football schedule. Um, I have hopes for Texas A&M to one day um, be the powerhouse that they were. Unfortunately, I don't think it's this year. I think that they're heading in the right direction. Um, I, but... I just don't think with all of the talent in the West that A&M 
is going to um, be uh, the threat that they once were. But but if I have to look at the schedule, honestly, um, I, I I see a seven and five team. That's what I see. So yeah, Travis, I have to agree with you. I, I think I see Texas and going also, not seven and five, but eight and four. I think they get one more win than what you think. What you think they go? Yeah, all right. So eight and four. That's on. What do you think about their um, their chances of some upsets this year? You know, they do have the Alabama, the Miss State, the Auburn, the LSU. Um, what What do you see? You see any upsets in there, or, or what do you think? I think they're going to uh, they're going to be Mississippi State. I, I don't know if they're going to be Auburn or Alabama. I don't. I definitely don't think they're going to be Clemson. Uh, I think they have a chance to improve on eight and four. The very last game of the season, depending on how well Jim or excuse me Jimbo Fisher does with their quarterback, to be LSU. And going down the line, we have Tennessee next. Uh, so I know Tennessee has a quarterback battle or a quarterback issue between four quarterbacks. And a new head coach. Personally, Travis, I see Tennessee going seven and five this season. How do you feel? Um, Tennessee. Um, we all know I hate Tennessee. Um, they are my number one hated school. Being a Florida fan, I know that could go many different ways as far as FSU goes and, and whatever. But I'm from Virginia, so Florida. Uh, so the Tennessee rivalry is special to me. Um, I see Tennessee going six and six. Uh, I think that this is just not a good year. I think two years ago Tennessee had a decent football team. They were doing things. They were making moves. They beat Florida for the first time in like eleven years. Um, but I, I don't think that they're anywhere near contention for the East. I think the they'll probably end up fourth in the East. Um, I, I don't see good things for Tennessee this year. Honestly, I don't see any steps in the right direction. I don't see Tennessee having the talent that uh, Pruitt needs to succeed this year. I agree. I agree. Um, that's all we have to say about Tennessee, really. Are, are you good? Yeah, dude. I want to go on to South Carolina. All right. Let's see. What do you got? What do you got for South Carolina? Dude, uh, so in South Carolina, I see them going 7-5. and five. Now, South Carolina fans, don't be upset. I know you're, re- you're returning your A special team and receiver, Debo Samuel, and also receiver Brian Edwards, and you have an established quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I wish I could see more, but under Coach Will Muschamp and defense coordinator Travis Robinson, Georgia and Clemson are definite losses to me, Travis. Uh, the rest of the schedule is other toss-ups, but I just don't think South Carolina is ready for those toss-up games. Yeah, um, I have to agree with you there. Um, South Carolina is one of those teams where uh... – you know, five or six years back, they were uh, underdogs, but they, they came through. And, and, and sometimes on any given Saturday, you could see anything come out of anywhere. But I, I don't think this is that year for them. I think that they're rebuilding. Um, I think they have a, 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 a bit to go, but I think they are on the right track. I will say that. Um, I'm always, uh, you know... Muschamp, he wasn't the right fit for Florida, but he is a good fit for South Carolina. So um, I, I, I'm definitely uh, very um, optimistic for things for South Carolina, and hopefully they can you know build up again and, and be a good threat to the East because I'm tired of the West being the dominating force in the SEC. 
Yeah, no, I know that right now the uh, the West has definitely been the better division in the SEC. South Carolina has had some good programs in the past. I just don't see this South Carolina team being prepared for the SEC schedule. Now, uh, I know at one point whenever South Carolina, South Carolina played Michigan in the bowl game, beat them 26-19 to in the Outback Bowl, that was the last, in my opinion, the last best South Carolina team we've seen. And that was a huge hit from Jadavion Clowney on that Michigan quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but enough about South Carolina. Uh, again, I'll say I'm looking forward to seeing you in the future. I just don't think this is this is your year to shine. But I, I think it's your year to show um, improvement. Pro- improvement and, and future uh, prospects uh, why that you were um, trending upwards. Um, moving on to uh, Mizzou, um, I don't have high hopes for Mizzou this year. Um, they're a, a long shot from where they were three years ago when they were the East champs um, in a very weak East division. Um, I, I see them going five and seven uh, because they do have a pretty tough schedule. And the hard part about getting uh, this low on the totem pole in the SEC is they all these teams have to face the top SEC teams. And so it, it's really hard to, to have faith in them when they're having, you know, constant back-to-back, you know, SEC rival schools to go against that are better than them. So I know that uh, Missouri's head coach, Barry Odom, is in his third year in Columbia. You know, that that's something to be proud of to a certain extent. He should improve upon the past two years. That that's a big should. Uh, Travis, I see Missouri going seven and five. Uh, I know they're returning a quarterback that has really good talent in Drew Locke, but I just don't expect the the Tigers to have the talent to compete day in and day out with every SEC team. Uh. Once it comes down to it, I think their biggest issue is going to be Derek Dooley, who is their offensive coordinator this year, who has never held that position in his life. Like, what are they thinking? Yeah, uh, I agree. But, you know, you do have to start somewhere, that's for sure. Uh, So uh, it's going to be an interesting year for Mizzou this year. Um, I want you to give me your thoughts on Ole Miss. So honestly, man, uh, I think Ole Miss is in for a rough year. I think they're going to go four and eight. I just don't see the talent that Ole Miss has to compete with the rest of the West right now. I mean, we're talking about a Alabama, and Auburn, a reemerging Texas A&M, what could be a good, if not solid, Mississippi State team. Then we're also talking about, you know, what if LSU actually does pull something in on offense? Dude, I, I just, I don't see Mississippi State being able, or excuse me, Ole Miss being able to hang in the SEC West. Yeah, what's upsetting to me is um, Ole Miss is uh, definitely uh, back with Chad Kelly was such a threat. I remember, I think like two years in a row, they were the ones that knock off Alabama. Um, they were definitely the dark horse of the West. Uh, it was any given Saturday. You never knew with them. Um, they were consistent, consistently inconsistent to where 
it really, it just changed from one week to the next. You never had one thing, you know, so... Um, the thing I can say about that, though, is it, it wasn't Chad Kelly's fault. Chad Kelly was a consistently good quarterback. He showed that he could lead, he could put the team on his shoulders, but he just needed that extra little push. And it always seems like with this Ole Miss team, unless they have that extra push, they fall flat. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's why I have them at five and seven this year. Um, but I, I want to see the Ole Miss again. That that was the wild card. So next we have Kentucky. Um, Kentucky, I am a, a bit critical of because I know Kentucky um, sometimes can come through and sometimes they can't. And so that's why I'm going to leave Kentucky at a five and a seven um, with hopes that they can go six and six. What about you, Travis? So I know originally I was a little bit high on Kentucky. I thought they could win seven games. After looking at their schedule and really thinking about it more, and just my honest opinion, Kentucky fans, if this is basketball, I'd be going for you in the in the Final Four. But in football, outside of your uh, linebacker Josh Allen, who is dangerous. I just I don't see enough talent on this team to win more than five games. All right, all right, five and seven. Uh, do you want to start us off on Arkansas? Yeah, so I know Arkansas just got a new head coach. Now, personally, Travis, I'm a fan of Chad Morris. He was the original offense coordinator at Clemson between their spread offense or what they call the power spread offense. Uh, sadly, Chad Morris doesn't have the talent he does at Arkansas that he did at Clemson. I see six wins. Uh, they, they don't have an established quarterback and a defense that lacks depth and difference makers. I think it's going to be a tough season down there in Arkansas. I know they want to scream, so we pig, but they could be screaming, shoo we, let it be over. <laughs> Uh, I agree. Um, Arkansas last year um, was, in my opinion, a, a flop. Um, I this year I, I don't have too many high hopes for them. I see them somewhere along the middle of the road. So I, I'm going to agree on a six and six. Um, but you know, hopefully we'll see a little something better out of them. The good news is they don't have a very tough non-conference schedule. But at the same time, like with a new head coach, a new quarterback that isn't established in his system, and a defense that's just, like I said, that's just lacking, you know, there's still a lot of games they have to go through. And I, I like, like you agreed with me, 6-6 six and six seems to be their ceiling. Yeah, I agree. Now, you want to take us through the final predictions of Vanderbilt. So, dude, <laughs> I don't really have anything good to say about Vanderbilt. I'm sorry, Commodore fans. Like, you're in a year out. You guys seem to be the bottom of the SEC. At least in sports. Academic-wise, you're probably up near the top. 
But we're talking about college football right now. And honestly, I can't see you guys going any better than 3-9. and And the third win is a push. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with uh, three and nine. Um, I, I, I just don't see them going anywhere uh, for a long time. Vanderbilt's kind of that team that's the, the easy win, if you will. Um, so yeah, I don't don't really have any great predictions for Vanderbilt. I, I see three and nine. I don't see them winning a single game inside the SEC. Oh, bold predictions. All right, guys. Well, uh, if you liked that uh, SEC breakdown analysis by Travis and I, uh, we will be doing a top 25 analysis soon. So be on the lookout for that. Stay tuned.